kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a teacher, a classmate, a relative, or someone you think should hear it. And thanks. What is boredom? Boredom. What is boredom? Sometimes I don't even know that we think we have it. And if we do recognize it, I think oftentimes we try and get rid of it. It's like this this gum on the bottom of our shoe that just won't go away. It's kind of like what boredom is. I think the more that we get curious with boredom, the more we start to uncover its, its real gift to us in life. Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard just a moment ago were from Jenny, Savannah, and Kyle. Each week, we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our A Kid's Book About series. My name is Kyle Steed. I... Would identify mostly as an artist, but that entails so many things. I'm a father of two beautiful daughters. I'm a husband. I'm a friend. I'm a human. <laughs> we share that all in common. I'm also the author of a kid's book about boredom. Boredom. Boredom might be the very reason that brought you to this episode today. That feeling that your brain is not being stimulated and you just want to find something to do or engage with to light up your brain again, to pass the time, to just do something because you're frustrated at the feeling of doing nothing or of doing the same thing for so long that you've lost interest. So, of course, I had to ask Kyle his thoughts on why we get bored. Wow, that's a great question. Uh, so I can speak only from my own experience. You know, as growing up, like I believe most other children, and I recognize, you know, there are certain privileges I had growing up. I mean, I... I had a mother growing up. Um, I was raised by a single mom mostly, but um, even within that, you know, I, I didn't do a lot of extracurricular. I played baseball. I did some of the team sports things, but it's in those moments, right? It's in the moments between the rest of life happening that boredom finds us. And it's like that, mom, I'm bored. Dad, I'm bored. I hear that so often at home. And the most common thing now that I like to respond to is it's okay to be bored. And then it's immediately met with like, uh, like this just, there's like this angst. There's this unsettling feeling with being a child that like, go, go, go. I want to, you know, there's sponges. It's like, as, as a child, you absorb everything. You want to be entertained. And now more than ever, do we have every available opportunity to fill all those gaps with, media with things to do 
yeah, it's a real conundrum, isn't it? Um, because we're not really taught it, but it just kind of comes along with the whole package of the human experience. Oof, a conundrum is right. The phrase, I'm bored, is said at least once a day by at least two people in my house on any given day. And when I hear that, I usually take it to be a problem that needs to be solved. And yet, Kyle said at the start of this episode that boredom can be a positive thing. Let's unpack that, shall we? In my experience, the feeling, the weightiness, that like ickiness, that heaviness of feeling bored, it can feel really hard. It can feel hard because it's almost like you step into this void, this empty space, and you're left really to your own imagination. And that's where I think we can cross that bridge into this magical land of, of all things are possible, but you really have to be willing to engage with yourself and with what you have around you when you're bored. Because oftentimes it's like a feeling of, of lack, like, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I wish I had X, Y, and Z that I don't have instead of sitting and appreciating, look at all the wonderful things that are with me. And maybe that's just a simple pencil. Maybe it's a whole suite of musical instruments. I don't know what you have around you, but oftentimes we're just so, we can easily be blinded to what's right in front of us if we're always thinking about what we don't have. So really it's like boredom begins to to turn into something special when we begin at this cultivate gratitude and appreciation for what we do have. Hey, before we get too far into this conversation, do me a favor. Can you pause for a moment and think about what it feels like when you are bored? What does it feel like in your brain? What does it feel like in the rest of your body? Kyle has two daughters, as he mentioned earlier. He asked his girls how being bored makes them feel. His six-year-old shared, And when you think about boredom, how does that make you feel? Curious. Oh, that's interesting. Makes you feel curious? What about boredom makes you feel curious? Mm. There's no right or wrong answer, honey. Because I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is? What Do you ever tell Daddy when you're home and you have nothing to do and you say, I feel bored? Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Mm. Upset. Upset? Is it hard? Uh-huh. And Kyle asked his eight-year-old the same question. And when you think about boredom, how does that make you feel? Bored. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else? Um, it makes me feel like I want to ask questions. Oh, so it makes you curious, too. Of course. We've got to hear from Kyle, too. Kyle, how does boredom make you feel? (laughs) Now, as an adult? (laughs) As a child, it made me feel that way. It made me feel... Like I'm missing out on something. Like there's this hole in my life and I got to find it. I got to fill it. But when I would, you know, go through that tunnel of feeling, oftentimes where I ended up was in my own room. Uh, I'm drawing on paper. I'm, I'm playing on the floor with Legos. I'm, I'm cultivating this whole imaginative experience in play. And as an adult now, 
I just turned 40 this year. It's almost come full circle where I find more space. I find more room in my work and my paintings and, and the artwork that I make to be playful first. Now, there is a further refinement because of my years of doing it in my practice that I'll get into during my process. But the beginning phases is all about that playful attitude of I've got space, I got time, I don't really know what the end result's going to be, and I'm okay with that. Because for me, like this is the most important part right now. We will be back in a minute with Kyle Steed and a peek into what it looks like when Kyle sits down with his boredom. All of that right after this quick break. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our A Kid's Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say, your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about boredom with A Kid's Book About author Kyle Steed. Boredom can often feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it's bad or that we need someone to help us make it go away. That's something I need to be reminded of all the time as a parent. If you're a parent or you're a mentor to someone younger, that we can affirm them in their feelings. We can affirm them, give them, see them, right? That's what's so important is not not rushing in to fix it. We don't need to be the fixer for our children, but we need to hold that space for them and let them know you're feeling that way and I see you and that's okay. You're allowed to feel that. And for me, my wife is a therapist, God bless her, because she has really helped me to see that. And so as we parent together, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, it helps me like when I reflect and I look back to to be like, oh, right, that is okay. <laughs> and we need that. Even as adults, we need that, right? But as kids, for sure, like that is one of the greatest gifts of, of parenting is to is to help your children see that. If I sit down at my table and start drawing, nine times out of 10, my girls will follow me, follow suit. They'll pull up a chair. They'll see dads doing something. So that, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but I've found that the more we can lead by example, but this gets into that, that (laughs) there's this like gray area of, well, is that boredom if you're doing something? Is it not boredom? But it's just like that. I don't know. There's just that ineffable, like that just little spark of that moment. 
And I think boredom can be a catalyst as a way to discover new things and creation. Let's take that one step further. In a kid's book about boredom, Kyle writes, quote, To tell you the truth, being bored makes me a better artist. What exactly does that look like? That's a great question. Thank you. I think that's why I always keep a journal close at hand. I keep sketchbooks on hand with me all the time. Um, I have for 20 plus years. So yeah, I have a big library of being bored. (laughs) And it can be writing. It can be journaling. I think journaling is a really powerful tool to self-discovery and understanding the world around us and how do we make sense of the ways that we feel. It's, It's very therapeutic in a way. So writing is a gift that I like to use. Um, Drawing is, I think, an easy... That's where I I make my living now, and I'm so thankful for that. But that really started young, where it was doodling in the margins. It was not paying attention in class. (laughs) You know, it was just daydreaming and just enjoying that, the fact, I don't know what the end result will be, but I love the journey. And for me, that's why I love making things. Sometimes it looks like a walk around my neighborhood. Sometimes it just looks like sitting out back and sipping my coffee in the morning or just enjoying nature. And I think those are really, really beautiful moments. Uh, COVID, all that it entails, one of the greatest gifts that it brought me and my family was that ability to really slow down, to really appreciate where we were and to kind of further go into the moments of, of boredom, of stillness. Kyle's book could have taken a number of different shapes. In fact, it didn't start out as a kid's book about boredom. Initially, I wanted to talk about loneliness or the feeling of feeling alone and the difference between that those two. That kind of then started to shift into what about more like contemplative practice of, of meditating and things of that nature that I'm that I'm really that's part of my pursuit in life and practice. But then that that came about with this undercurrent of being bored. And as I looked back in my life, I really began to see the root of where this passion, this devotion to my practice of art making really blossomed out of. And if I hadn't had all that time to be bored, you know, I'm very thankful to be raised in in an age before the internet. It's a double-edged sword that we live with now, and it's a great responsibility for us as parents to more responsibly understand how to use it and how to better create healthy boundaries, if you will, for it in our lives. It's something that I'm very cognizant of that my wife and I look at very seriously in, in the ways that we use our time and the way that our children use our time. But And so just from, from having those few moments of conversing with Jelani early on, and the company was really young then, and I'm just so pleased to see how wildly successful it's been and how much it's grown. So it makes me so happy to be a part of it. It's an, I don't say it lightly, but it is an honor to have a title amongst the many other brilliant, beautiful titles that have come out recently and from the beginning. So, 
sitting with or even embracing our boredom is probably going to be a new practice for you. That's definitely true for me. Kyle offered up these tips on where to start. I guess I'll say this, and this is just like a little, think of it like an experiment, you know, and you don't have to be very strict around it. Get your phone out, open your clock app, go to the timer and just set a timer for 10 minutes, whatever you feel comfortable. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes, whatever spare time that you feel like you can give yourself and just set it, put on do not disturb and see what happens. And just tell yourself at the beginning, I'm creating this space. I'm setting this space aside for me. And that means I can either sit here, I can lay down, I can go outside. But give yourself distance from the notifications, from the distractions of life. But for me, that's a practice that I do from time to time that's really, really helpful. Where it almost takes my brain off the hook of like, spinning and it just slows everything down and i'm like okay i know when this timer goes off then i can resume normal life but when i'm in that time you're just kind of floating and it feels really nice it is a brain break but it's also like it's not a break from life because we're still (laughs) living we still have the things to do but we don't have to be worrying about i think that's it it's like it feels like there can be a lot of worry in making sure we get this done or that done. You know, um, we can be very action oriented, um, by wanting to check off our, our list throughout the day. And this is just a little way to subvert that and to say, um, you know what, I'm going to take time for me right now because I'm worth that time and I don't have to know what I'm going to do. But if you have things that you like to do or that you wish you had more time to do, maybe that could be the space in which to, and to do them and practice them. permission to do nothing. You, dear listener, can give yourself permission to not be in motion. And doing this with the support of the friends or family or grown-ups around you will make this space and this permission even more valuable. And if you need a little guidance, take these words from Kyle. Just listen to the sounds around. Take in the environment. Like, I love to just listen to the hum of the world going by sometimes. And that's, you know, and then it's just like your mind, just letting our minds wander is amazing what we can discover. Thank you to Kyle Steed, author of a kid's book about boredom for joining us today. And special thanks to Jenny and to Savannah for lending their voices to this episode. All right, we're on. It's recording. Okay, what's your name? Jenny. Jenny, what? What's your last name? What's your whole name? Jenny's Jean Steed. How old are you? Six. Okay, what's your name? Savannah Elizabeth Steed. (laughs) How old are you, Savvy? Eight. Want to be on a future episode of a kid's book about the podcast? Write to us or record me a message and email me at listen at a kidsco.com. A kid's book about the podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner with help from Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Podcast About. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found, and check out other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. Join us next week for a conversation about confidence with a kid's book about author, 
enjoy chao Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co, and I also host a kids book about the podcast. And worth noting, I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome, and it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.